Welcome back to Not Your Average Tradesman, the number one trades podcast and the only trades podcast in the world. Today we are doing Tackwell Talk, a mini unedited episode touching on a few topics. Today we will be going over the worst hotel stays we had on the road and our favorite and least favorite welding processes. I'm your host, Cody. And I'm your co-host, Ethan. So, uh, your time as a boilermaker, you travel a lot. You stayed in Wisconsin a lot, so let's go with the worst hotel stay you had in Wisconsin. I'd say the worst uh, hotel season. Fuck. The worst hotel stay in Wisconsin would probably have been about Racine. Racine, we were down there for quite a while, and then that's right around the point we moved to Oak Creek Power Plant. Oak Creek Power Plant, we were at for about a month, and after that, I was at that. I was at a hotel right outside of Race Racine when I was working in between Oak Creek and Racine, and I'd say the shittiest hotel I ever stayed at was right in between there. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say any names or anything. I'm just gonna say like it was a fucking shithole. It was. It was the point where I was sitting there. I didn't even want to leave my car alone in the parking lot just because of the fact that I was sitting there. I was like, Fuck, man! I don't want I don't want anybody to break in this bitch, you know. I pulled up to the hotel the first night, and I was just about to get out of my car, grab my backpack, all that stuff to go check in. And I watched this guy, straight meth head. I mean, all the telltale signs that he's he's on something. I couldn't tell you what he was on, but he was on something, you know. This fucker was walking out the main entrance, right past the lobby guy, all that. Carrying a toilet and a sink. <laughs> I think no fucking way this is going on right now. I'm like, fuck that, man. I'm like, holy shit. Wait, wait, wait. How the fuck was he carrying a toilet and a sink? Dude, I'm not even playing. Swear to God, this fucker had a toilet over his back and a sink around his fucking arm. And I was sitting there watching him walk out and I was like, this fucker needs to be like Hulk or something, because I I'm not about to sit here and like and watch this shit go down. I was like, fuck that. So I stayed in there for a night all night long. I heard meth heads screaming. I heard people people yelling all all through the hours of the night. I barely got any sleep. My next door neighbor that was had the hotel room across from me was they were fucking for half the night. I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, like, hardcore, hardcore, like, I don't know what the fuck they were doing back there, but like I said, it was fucked. I barely got any sleep that night, and I was about to, I was about to go back, so I went back and stayed the second night, same shit, walking in the hallway, had, had a few meth head encounters where they were sitting there like, hey, hey. Man, what you got? You got anything on you, bro? And I'm like, nah, dude, I don't got nothing on me. So I just went to, I went to bed, just kind of minding my own business there. Because it's one of those hotels, you know, you have to. Because if you're not minding your own business, that's when some bullshit's going to happen. You kind of look, when you walk around, you just look right at the ground because you don't want to make eye contact with anybody. <laughs> I didn't even want to make eye contact with the lobby guy. I was like, he didn't even know a lick of English. He was sitting there talking about Half the time he talked to me, I don't think I even understood what he was saying. And I was like, oh, no, I've been staying here for two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. And he's like, what, 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 what? I'm like, fuck, man. I'm like, so I finally got it. 
And I, I stayed for probably three days before I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to find somewhere else. But it was pretty damn bad because, I mean, you walked outside, there was a lady, like, passed the fuck out in some rusty-ass lawn chair with a big-ass pit bull next to her. And I'm like, what the hell did I sign up for? I found that. I found the damn thing online. The pictures, man, the pictures for a Motel 6 look damn good, bro. I'll tell Yikes, you that. Yikes, bud. You were staying at a Motel 6? Okay, I, I stayed at a lot of Motel 6s, a lot of Motel 8s. Cheapest one, you know? You want to save that per diem money, you know what I'm saying? So, like, you want to go home with the most money you possibly can. So, my ass would always stay in some shitty-ass hotels. I'd always bring a, a sleeping bag or whatever. I wouldn't even sleep under the sheets because it was so nasty half the time. I'd bring a sleeping bag. I'd put the sleeping bag over the bed, and I'd sleep in my sleeping bag. That's all I slept with. And, I mean, I'd stay in some damn nice hotels on the way, but other than that, that was probably the worst hotel I've stayed at. I mean, we had we had some special people outside that place. I mean, it was it was a, a very special place. I mean, especially being right outside of Milwaukee and halfway into Racine, it was, you're not going to get the best people staying there. I mean, you could tell that half the people that lived there, like half the people that were staying there practically lived there. I how, mean, how much was it? <laughs> You're here to make fun of me when I tell you the price, bro. How much was it? Thirty-six bucks a night, with tax. That's with tax. That's with tax. With tax. So let me get this straight. You're near Milwaukee. You go, oh, Motel Six, thirty-six bucks a night after tax. Hey, man, the pictures online look fucking amazing. No, there's nothing wrong with that. There can't be nothing wrong with that. Well, when I saw the pictures online, I said, man, there shouldn't be much about this that ain't bad. You know, like. It looked. It, it didn't look the greatest online. It just kind of looked. It looked all right. Should do you think corporate at Motel Six should rename it Methhead Six? Damn, damn, fucking straight, dude. I mean, half the people I ran into there, straight fucking crackheads. I don't, I don't know what the hell they were running out that place, but somebody was running something out that place because people in and out all night long, all night long. I mean, it wasn't, it was all right. It was, it wasn't, the rooms were absolutely disgusting because back in the day they allowed cigarette smokers to stay in hotels. And now they're like, they don't because the, the laws changed and all that. They don't want to burn the fucking place down in the middle of the night. But they. Well, you can smoke in hotel rooms. You just you? have to pay like $500 cleaning fee. Is it? Yeah, you can really? you can do it. It's just against the law, and you have to pay that cleaning fee. Oh, because uh, man, the hotel not room, that you're supposed to. But. Hotel rooms straight up smell like cigarette smoke. I mean, the walls. This you look at the ceiling, and it was like a dingy yellow color. It was, it was the the worst hotel I've ever stayed in, in my life, and that was probably the worst job I was actually at, at because halfway through the job, I only booked it for like two weeks. I stayed my two weeks. I'd be there for a third week. And because I didn't book my third week right away, I thought, oh, shit, you know, I found out that day we're staying an extra week to get that shit done. So I went in there. I talked to the, the front desk guy and he was like, oh, well, we we have we don't have any vacancies. I mean, I, I was sitting like, who the hell is going to book this fucking place out? Who? Like, don't tell me I can't come back to one of these rooms in this place and it won't be open. 
I don't think anybody even in Milwaukee wanted to stay in that fucking place. But they basically kicked me out of the hotel because I didn't book an extra week. I couldn't find a place around that fucking Motel 6 because I needed to be in between Racine and Oak Creek. And granted, Oak Creek and Racine are quite far away from each other, but it was the best medium between the two. And straight struggled to find another place. Well, I ended up sleeping in my fucking car and showering at a truck stop for a week. And I hated that shit. I, I was not I was not happy about it. I mean, and I don't know if anybody listened to this ever. Maybe you got a few truckers in it listen to this or whatnot. But if you shower at a truck stop, I'll tell you right now, there are some greasy ass truck stops. The ground's all black mold, just crusty as all hell. I'll get out, man. I'll tell you that right now. And I, I like, wrecked a pair of brand new sneakers because I, I didn't think about bringing a pair of shoes to go showering. I got there. on my Nike Hirachis that I wore off, uh, other than my boots on the road. If I was just bumming around town, had a few days off, you know. And fuck that. I'll tell you right now, I wrecked that pair. I threw it all already. Through that whole entire pair of brand new fucking Hirachis. You know, the I always, uh, even for some hotels, I have like these Walmart knockoff Birkenstocks for like seven bucks. I use those. I know a bunch of guys that wear Crocs because like, fuck if I'm going to put my feet. Like I won't even walk around any hotel room, even if it's a nice one. And like my socks and shit, I'll make sure I have some some sort of like slides or Crocs or some bullshit on. Yeah, I mean, and that's the that's the best thing you can do because I mean, some of them places you stay on are just ass ugly, man. They're just nasty as all hell, and and you get back, I mean, you're so tired, you just go to bed. But if you're not if you're not rooming up with somebody and you're like the only person on the crew that you know, if it's a new crew or or you're working for a different company within your union or or you just recently got a job and at a place that isn't union that you're working for new crew and you don't know anybody and you don't you're not you don't know any friends you know so you're not gonna like room up with anybody at that point you gotta kind of go with the best you can to make money especially with the whole um the whole roomy situation it's nice because with two or three people you can get a damn nice hotel and, and a nice, and you get to save most of your per diem. Yeah, damn right. You you save half the damn per diem you make on that job, so you go home with more money at the end of the day. But if you're not making that, I mean, you're staying in your own hotel. You kind of gotta conserve, and you don't stay in the best places. I'm sure a lot of people out there have some shitty hotel stories, and someday I'd like to hear a lot of them because I just think they're just ass hilarious to listen to. But anyway, I mean, that was probably the worst one. I've seen some shitty ones here or there, but other than that, what was the shittiest one you stayed in, Cody? <laughs> Yikes, buddy. <laughs> I was, uh, I'll do my worst one in Wisconsin because I had a worse one than what I'm about to say. But uh, that might be for another time. But I was in Wisconsin. Well, rapid. yeah, since I did mine in Wisconsin, you got yeah. yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in. We were working in Wisconsin Rapids. Um, what were we doing again? Oh, there was a there was a dam that was undermined, and we were pumping concrete bags under this dam to uh, make it more structurally sound. But 
I got there and it was like my third job and I was I didn't know really to book ahead of time. Like the crew is always booked at the same place ahead of time. Like you said, I was new and I didn't have any friends on the crew at the time and everywhere was booked out. I mean, seriously, everywhere. There's Motel 6 was booked out. Super 8s were booked out. I even was trying to find expensive ones like Holiday Inns and shit. All booked out. Everything was completely booked. I was like, "Are you? am I really going to have to sleep in my fucking car? All my, all my, everyone on my crew were all doubled up in beds. They're all roomed up. So I couldn't even crash there with a new guy that I didn't know. And sleeping in your car is probably the worst fucking thing alive. I mean... It's okay for the first night and a half, but I mean, after it reaches those two or three days, your you're, life's hell. Yeah, your life's hell. Work. I mean, you're sore as shit. Your your legs are. You never get good sleep, and you don't have a shower unless you have like a membership, or you don't have a kitchen to cook. Or you stay in a fucking. You just go shower in a, some shitty truck stop or something. Yeah, I'd rather not. Well, I'd rather do that than this place. But listen to this. So there's this place in it, they had. It said they had a room online, but it wouldn't let me book it. So I get there. I won't say the name of it. But what it was, it was a motel, double story, wrapped around the property. Looked super nice. And then they had like this random like garage looking thing, like in the very middle of their property. What you would think they would keep like maybe cleaning supplies and shit like that in. So I go up to the front desk. Nobody's there. I'm not, I'm, they have a phone there that's supposed to ring to the, to the person that's supposed to be operating the front desk. You dial the number that it's supposed to ring to the phone sitting outside on some cleaning cart, no one to be found. I sat there for not kidding you. Cause I timed it after a while. I was getting real pissed off 45 minutes roughly before a front desk person came up. I couldn't do anything. I, I had no other option to go anywhere else. And Finally, someone comes up, this lady. She's like, barely speak English. You need help, whatever, you need help. And I was like, yeah, yeah. She's like, I get someone. So she goes and gets this guy. The front desk guy comes up, walks up from who knows where. Not one ankle bracelet on. Two. He's got two ankle monitors on getting tracked. <laughs> what do you do? First off, what I don't I don't know much about those, but like, what do you do to get two of them? I don't know. Anyways, he starts going through his, I'm trying to get a room. He's going through his whole life story with me. You know, he's saying stuff he shouldn't be telling me probably, and tell me he just got off drugs. It's like his last chance at this place. And I was like, okay, dude. It's probably why there was two. I mean, one of them tracks him, and the other one probably monitors like. Shocks drug, his ass. Drug and alcohol content in his body because there's a few people I've known growing up that had those. You know? Really? Yeah, I didn't. I never. I never. I know him the tracking one, like house arrest. Like he that one of them was house arrest because he told me that. But so he's like, we have one room for you, whatever. Eighty four dollars a night. I was like, okay, well, it looked nice buddy. online. The place looked nice, all repainted up. That garage I told you about, yeah, they were re they were putting uh they were redoing rooms in there because that must have been the original hotel. He gave me one of those rooms. He said I have to have someone go put bed sheets and shit on because they were redoing the rooms. There was no bed sheets in there, nothing. I walk in, meth head sitting right outside, didn't want to leave my car alone again. Walk in, first thing I notice, 
the carpet and everything completely stained everywhere. Like, I didn't even think it was a part of the hotel. I thought it was like their utility garage. It had one door. It had like three or four rooms in it. It had four rooms, two on each side. It was a fucking hostel, basically. It was horrible. There was a couch in there. The fuck if I'm sitting on that thing. I didn't want to put my bag down anywhere. I didn't want I didn't want to shower in that shower. I had to stay there for four days. And it was the worst ever. I wouldn't use the microwave. I brought food. Wouldn't microwave my food. I went out every night. It was just a horrible place. Like you said, there's people yelling all hours of the night. I have pictures of this place on my phone. That's how shitty it was. But that was probably my worst one. I mean, I had a really, really bad one in Colorado. How how was the service when you say you what service? How, how long? What service? Damn. What service did they have there? What kind of? Uh, how long were you there? Four days. Oh, at least it was four days. I spent three weeks in the the like the uh, one shitty one I was at for a while. I don't. I couldn't do more. I could barely do the four days. I literally was FaceTiming my girlfriend at the time, like gagging, showing her like the sink, like the hair and shit all in the sink. Like it, it, it could have never been cleaned. It, that place never had to be cleaned. The one three weeks I stayed at for a while, I was the bathtub was completely black. I don't know what the fuck was going on there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't. I honestly still. I looked at the bathtub and I said, "What the hell happened that this thing just turned black?" You black know? tar heroin, baby. God, yeah, fuck that. I mean, I had one. I had one. It was gross, but I didn't stay in it. It had. I li- I pulled my sheets back because I always checked my sheets. I always checked my. That's that's why the best way to do it. And if anybody's listening to this that stays in hotel after hotel after hotel like us did, all I'm telling you right now is all you gotta do buy the best sleeping bag you can at your your sports sportsman store or whatever. You don't even sleep under the covers. Honestly, no, I sleep. Just lay that sleeping bag down and get in there. That's what this all is. I what do. I do. I have a blanket. I lay the blanket down and then I sleep in my sleeping bag because I've pulled it back. Popcorn in my bed. Bed's all perfectly made, like they cleaned it. Popcorn all in my bed. Hair everywhere. Like you, they never change the sheets at these places. I mean, well, the worst- there's some nice ones. There's some nice ones like Holiday Inns and stuff. Those are always normally. Pretty La Quintas good. are pretty nice too. La Quintas are not nice, dude. I stayed in a mad good La Quinta when I was in uh, Milwaukee. I was just gonna say I knew a La Quinta in Milwaukee that had girls running and out of it, drugs running and out of it. No, all it was the, time. the one right off the high the highway in Milwaukee. I don't know. I can't they're, tell you off the they're top. They're valid. Head. I've stayed in some valid. Motel eights, those those super eight. Yeah, I've stayed in. I've stayed in some fine super eights, but I've never stayed in a motel six. There's been some good ass super eights that I've stayed in. I was like, damn, dude, these are nice as hell. And and like I I stayed in a motel six a few times that were valid enough. I mean, especially even like uh. The best ones I ever got was when I was on the road and I rented a cabin somewhere. Those, yeah. those were the best, and man. If you rent like an Airbnb or something, not only is it nice because they have like washer and dryers and they're always super nice, normally super nice. Not only that is you can split it normally with like four or five, your whole crew, and you make ass tons of extra money. I just did that. I was just on a job in Kansas City and I made... 
a couple grand in per diem the two weeks I was there because of splitting this with four people, this Airbnb that we that we rented. Yeah, when I was in Rochester, like so we we rented a, a damn nice. It was like in it was kind of in the central Rochester area in Minnesota, and it was it was damn nice as Airbnb, and that damn thing. It, it was damn nice. Like I, said, I enjoyed the shit out of it. I mean, right on the water. It had extremely clean house, kitchen, all that stuff. I mean, and and granted, we were working seventeen plus hours in Rochester. It well, was, then you don't even give a fuck what your hotel looks like because you just want to go home and hit that fucking sleeping bag. Hard. Yeah, yeah, no, but I mean. When I say in that place, it was the first time I actually didn't bring my sleeping bag in there. I stayed, like, in the sheets and everything because, I mean, just walking through, it smelled freaking great. Well, other than that, I've stayed in Airbnbs, and you just grab the sheets off your bed and wash them quick so you know they've been washed. Yeah, especially if it comes with a washer yeah. and dryer. These did not. It didn't come with a washer and dryer. I oh. wish it did. But, Some I mean, of those Airbnbs are loaded. Like the kitchens have everything you can ask for. They give you soap and fucking, uh, like food and shit too. You know, really, I never had food. I don't know if I had there was a, that. there was a few that had actually decent food in there, and and it was included in the price with it, and it was like just like a breakfast. See, I, I I'm a sketchy person. I don't I don't really trust things a whole lot, and especially being on the road just solidified that. But a few of these places, you pull up and they'd be just massive houses or just luxury apartments that that if they poisoned you with the food, man, it would be a damn surprise. But it was it was mostly included in uh, the price, but it was damn good, dude. Like I said, I mean, there's a few few of them that I went to that had people living there with you. The people that own the place rented out as an Airbnb. Like a duplex, I've stayed in like duplex ones. No, it wasn't a duplex. It was, it's like it was like massive. The one, the one I went to that one time, it was like a massive house. The person still lived there, but they rented out like half the rooms in the house and Airbnb. And it was fuck that. That's some murder rape type shit, dude. No, it was a female. Hey, did your ass hurt the next morning? Believe it or not, it did. Huh. I. I thought it got spanked Weird. in the middle of the night, but it, it felt a little deeper than just a spank, you know? All right, though, this is a family podcast. <laughs> Yikes! No, I Let's just... keep that, it uh, PG-13. That's a joke. That's a joke. No, I mean, no, I mean, we we ate and stuff. I mean, granted, we went to a few stores where we had to buy stuff that we needed, you know? I mean... I mean, that's, that's when you're on the road, yeah, but... Yeah, that's always when you're on the road, but... So, uh... So, we talked about the worst hell, the worst hells, the worst fucking hellhole that you stayed at. Basically, the worst hotel you stayed at. What's uh, what's the best welding process you think? My favorite. I mean, granted, it's a bit random going from worst hotels to your favorite welding process. Well, fuck it. Let's let's. What's your worst hotel, and then what's your least liked welding process? I like that. Yeah, I'd say my least favorite welding process. Is probably hardware made. It, it's. But why? Why? Why are you saying hardware and MIG? Because it's too damn easy. That's the thing. It's like 
after a while with MIG, it just becomes it becomes repetitive. You know, I mean, if all you do is MIG, you're sitting there running the same bead. You've you've learned all the techniques. You've learned all the patterns you can run in in an hour because it's fucking. You can train a monkey to do MIG, dude. It's it's also my least favorite. It is, but like there's certain processes within MIG that I like. I love. Flux core. I mean, MIG has its place. Yeah, flux core, but MIG has its place too. Like, there's a lot of shop work that runs MIG and shit like that. But there's because just... you can make a shit ton of welds in a matter of like a, a short time, you know? And you can just squeeze that trigger and keep going if you have a 100% uh, welder. But. Yeah, you get the double trap, the double tap uh, triggers. triggers. Yeah. Double tap it and it stays on. Those are really nice. We've used those a bunch of times. Yeah, I, I hate it just because it's like mindless. Like, like yeah. I I've literally can weld MIG without looking. I can literally be on my phone on the side while running a fucking bead with MIG. It, it gets like that. Like I said, I was in a mid conversation the other day. I was talking to this guy the other day and I was I was welding at the same point. And we're having a, a, a straight conversation. I'm looking him in the eye. I strike up with my MIG gun. And I'm, I'm sitting there talking to him w- without my hood on even. Just making a weld. And we're talking. We're just bullshitting, you know, back and forth. And I stop. I look down. I'm like, damn, that wasn't a bad weld. You know, because I'm like, after a while, you get your little pattern down. And that, like, a lot of people have all their preferences on like what they like to run. Like some people love to run like the Chris F. E. or other people love to run just like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And and there's there's a shit a lot, upside down smiley face, all that shit, you know. But at the end of the day, like, I don't really fucking. It just kind of gets old. After what do you what do you what's your go to? My go to is tape. No, what's your go to? Uh, technique for MIG. MIG? If, you, if you're actually trying and you're not just... Oh, make a running. dime, bro? Stacking, stacking dimes? Just making it look good. You're not just mindlessly doing it. You're actually doing it. What is your go-to? I'd say my my go-to is probably the Chris of E. You make that Chris of E and you, you get it down to like a, a T... That motherfucker, you just straight stacking dimes yeah. at that point. It looks sexy. I love, shit. I love Curse of E, and I love, uh, I love the smiley faces and my other. Good I don't, too. I don't like the smiley face. So I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, I, you're right. It takes a little more skill, and you probably haven't honed that yet. You know. Yikes, pal! Yikes. Fuck you, buddy. No, all I'm saying is like, I really don't care for the upside down smiley face. Or the smiley face, or whatever you call it. Smiley face, frowny face, whatever. Yeah. If you know welding, you know what we're talking about. Um, I really don't care for it because, I mean, especially if you have your... your the crescent moon. Yeah. I mean, if you have your amps up high or whatever, and you're trying to, like, run upside down, or a smiley face. I always call it upside down smiley face. But a smiley face, if you're trying to run that at higher amps, it just, it just heats up too much. And especially if you're welding thinner metal. It burns too faster. If you're not a welder and you're listening to this, when we say the smiley face or the the uh, the crescent moon, take a pencil on a piece of paper and just draw like waves for an ocean. Like if you're just drawing waves, that's what it would look like. Yeah, basically. I mean, and it basically looks. It makes it look like you're stacking straight dimes with it. It looks nice after you're done. If you like, really get to know it. I 
I have my, I'm a stickler when it comes to my MIG welding, just because of the fact, like, I love my certain patterns, and that's all I do. I mean, it's day. personal preference. It's what you learned on. You, 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 when you're learning, you, you learn all the... You learn all the different ones, and you pick out the one that works best for you, and you just run with that. It really is, and that's the best part is about welding. Is every like the one thing that I was taught when I was first learning how to weld, and it sucks. It, it really does because the fact that like everybody that ever taught me how to weld is like, oh, you gotta do it this way, you gotta do it that way, you gotta do it this way. That's all bullshit. It's all fucked because you're sitting there, and you're like, you listen to somebody else tell you how to do it. You could weld with your damn eyes closed for all I give a fuck. But the moment you come up with your your own concept, what you're comfortable with, what you're going to run it with, I mean, your pattern, all that shit. That's all that matters. As long as you're comfortable and you can, you can slap a halfway decent weld down on the table, that's all that matters, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to touch on this too much more just because we kind of beat the fucking bush here on MIG welding. On, I mean, it has its place, you know. It's it's good for things, multiple things. It's a, it's a process we couldn't do without, but I guess both were kind of on the same page with it, just mindless work. I mean, I, respect to the guys that are out there doing it, you know, it's assembly welders and people that are in the shop and stuff. Like, you you need it. Like Granted, there's a lot of people in the field that do it. I mean, we're talking about guys that... Our, I mean, when I was a boilermaker especially, we ran a lot of flux cores so I, much. I just don't like hardwired because if it's windy out, you can't really do it that much because it will just blow your gas away and it will fuck up your puddle. Especially with shielded flux. It does the same thing. Yeah. But if you're running, if you're running like gasless flux... You're that that's that's the best one to run. I mean, I'd run that with in, that tubular wire. Yeah, I'd run that in a heartbeat. I mean, we run it with EK Mobile or our side company we have, but um, shout out EK Mobile. Yeah, shout out EK Mobile Welding and Fabrication. Um, Contact us if you uh, need help on your any projects. Nine two zero six one nine seven six one two. Definitely do it right the first time. That's all. That's our motto, and we'll live by that till the day we die. Um. But what what would you say your favorite welding process is? My favorite, I really like stick and tig. If you had to pick one, though, what would it be? I'm gonna go with stick because stick is so versatile on where you can use it and what you can use it on. I mean, you can stick weld aluminum. You can stick weld cast. You can stick weld steel, stainless. There's a rod for everything out there, basically. And you don't need gas, oxygen. You don't need any mixtures. You don't need nothing. You just need your machine, some electricity, and your rods. Because your rods have that flux, and that gives it that coats your weld. That you, you don't need acetylene or whatever. You don't need anything to to uh like when you're running like mig or tig so i that's my favorite i mean it's fun i mean it takes a lot to learn once you learn it it's second nature to you but i would say that one i mean tig is a close second just because it's so much fun and tedious like you can't mindlessly do tig you can't you have to tig or stick well you can't really mindlessly do stick either because of how much 
you can stick your rod, you can throw it in the puddle, you can contaminate your weld. You can. There's so much that can go wrong and indifferent, but you can. In a matter of seconds, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I get what you're saying. But I mean, I I think yours is uh, the same as mine. But let's. Uh, what 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 what's your favorite one? Mine would be uh, even though I have a, a passion, a love for stick, because I I grew up doing stick. Um, I'd say TIG is probably my favorite. Tig really why why uh, tig over stick why would you say that just because the fact that it's it's fun every time you do it I mean it takes so much more than stick to actually learn how to tig weld because it's it's one of those processes granted you you don't do tig a whole lot in the field no it takes more of like a shop or like a food grade granted, type of granted if setting. you're if you're a pipe fitter or a boiler maker or whatever you're gonna do take in the field all the time i mean we did it all the fucking time but when you're when you're a boiler maker you're not out in like when you say in the field like you're you're still in like uh in a building when yeah you're we're doing in a paper maker. mill power plant nuclear facility all that shit so i mean it, granted it's still kind of inside but it just it, takes very sensitive with uh wind and stuff like that it has to be a very settled and stable environment and that's the thing with a lot of these tubes and pipes that we welded it was like you you had to clean the outside and not only the outside like stick you you mostly you mostly want to like clean the outside and your bevel and all that to make sure you don't have any like impurities that are they're gonna cause porosity and all that but what i what i'm saying is like with tig you have to clean both sides of the metal when you do it because TIG won't only just pull from the outside of the metal you're welding. It'll pull from the opposite side of the metal. And and because it, it, it gets so it, – it can go 0 to 60 in a matter of seconds. That's because normally you're welding on thinner shit or you're putting the root pass in, and that's why it's pulling from the other side of your metal. It is. My first – like my go-to is my first – if I'm welding a piece of pipe or tube – my go-to is I put my root in with TIG. I mean, it, it kind of it's kind of all what what your your what super tan foreman or or really weld inspector spec, says. It's what your spec you know? sheet says. Yeah, your spec sheet or your weld inspector says this is how it has to be done. But even if my my inspector said this is how it has to be done, I always did my first three passes in TIG and filled it out with stick. But I'd say that TIG is a whole lot more fun because there's so many with stick. If you're doing an open root or whatever, there's you could you have a little motion in there, or you're using sixty ten, you can whip it and all that. But that's all the pattern you have. With TIG, it takes time and effort to learn how to dab, to learn how to walk the cup, all that. I and, mean, I mean, stick takes time to learn how to do it too, but like. You need to be well versed in everything else before you're gonna pick up a TIG gun or a TIG torch normally to fucking start walking the cup and dabbing. You know, it's not something you're just gonna pick up in a day or two. It's gonna take you weeks and hours and hours and hours of learning. I mean, it took me, I don't know, probably a month and a half, and that's four hours a day taking. You and me both. A month dude. and a half to, to get it down. I mean, it's just so frustrating. Like, you can dip your tungsten in you can fucking 
There's just so many things you can find. And even if you taste. touch your tungsten once, your welding inspector will, will fail you because he can see that shit. Especially it. if it's being x-rayed. Yeah, it's, x-rayed, ultrasound, all that even shit. Even if it's been, been tested, right where you dip that tungsten, that's going to break right there. That's a that's a impurity you just put in the well. That's if that's if you don't just hit it out of the grinder or something first. I mean, well, I mean, it's easy to fix a tungsten dip, but when you're doing... Uh, when you're doing uh, code work for, like, on pipe and stuff like that, it, you can't just grind it out. You have to grind way back. And Oh, you're telling me. I've, I've made the prettiest damn tube weld before, and that tube weld sat there. And, you know, I, I was like, oh, this fucker's going to be mint. This fucker's going to be pretty as hell. I'll make it halfway around that tube or pipe, and you make it halfway fucking around. And all of a sudden, somewhere, your filler rod and it picks up some sort of porosity somewhere. And it is, it, it'll wreck your goddamn day when all of a sudden your, your tig torch starts sparking. You're like, son of a bitch. I just fucked that hard. And, and that's why I find it, I, I find the challenge behind TIG just that much more enjoyable. Than any other process, because I mean, you you have a little porosity when it comes to, like MIG or whatever. You can you can just turn that fucker up and burn that porosity out. Stick, yeah, you have porosity. You struggle with it a little bit here or there, but it's easy to fix that. TIG, it's a whole different level because you don't have such a thick weld that you can just grind back real quick and, and lay another rod in there. I mean, yeah, you can just make a. TIG weld looks so beautiful. I mean, you can get a gas lens on there, and that's when you get those rainbow colors like you'll see on Instagram when you guys are all, like, drooling over these welds. Like, oh, how do they do that? You know, they probably have a gas lens on their tor- or on their uh, torch. Oh, 100%, especially when it comes to stainless. And you're, oh, yeah. You're taking out stainless, man. You can make the world's prettiest damn weld with a stainless gas lens. I love welding stainless. Stainless with TIG. Well, it pulls out long. those yellows and those blues, and you get some red in there every once in a while. It just looks really, really amazing. But anyways, guys, uh, we appreciate you listening through our podcast all the way to the end. It helps us out a ton. Um, stay tuned for next Thursday. We're going to have a guest on. It should be a really good one. Um, and, uh, yeah, have a good rest of you guys tonight. And especially now... Um, I know we got some criticism over the last week or two about um, about mics. We're working on it. This is a new podcast about on a different mic. We're going to test a few out and see what has the best sound and audio quality, and, and we're going to be working on that hard as hell. So Yeah, let, feel free to let us uh, know if you like the unedited episodes better. Um, Dean, it definitely saves us a ton of time. So uh, drive safe if you're driving home, and uh, we appreciate you guys all out there. And stay safe this week, and um, make it home safe to your family and friends.